We are learning Daf Kuf Nun. We're starting from the Mishnah, um, where the Mishnah now talks. We're going to move on to other halachas that come from these Pesukim in Yeshaya. Talk about Daber Davar, Mim You're not supposed to be talking about things that aren't for Shabbos, relating to business things um, on Shabbos. All these things are forbidden. So the Mishnah says, Lays Adam Polem Bashabbos. A person is not allowed to hire workers on the Shabbos. Again, the Torah says, don't talk about your business on Shabbos. You can't hire workers. And this has nothing to do with directly Amir Laakum. It's nothing to do with that, even though you're not telling them to do work for you on Shabbos or anything. But just simply hiring them on Shabbos is forbidden. Not only can you not do it, you're not allowed to tell somebody else to do it. So it's pretty obvious. And the Gemara is going to jump all over that because you can't obviously can't be master of somebody else to do something. If something's forbidden, then how can you get somebody else to do something that's forbidden for you? So the Gemara will analyze that. Another halacha, a person is not allowed to be machshech alatchum. So tchum means that a person is not supposed to go more than uh, 2,000 amos on the Shabbos, right? We're familiar with such a thing. So the din of machshichin means that you're going to go right to the edge of the tchum. You're going to go right to the edge of the border of the 2,000 amos, and you're waiting for right when Shabbos is over, you're going to be able to do something, and you'll get like a kind of like a head start. So you're not allowed to do that if the purpose you're trying to do is to go hire workers or to bring fruit. That's awesome. What, what's the idea? Because since those are activities that you can't do on Shabbos, so if you're trying to chop around, you're trying to do get to right at the order, the the edge, the border of the tchum on Shabbos, so that after Shabbos you can you can do things that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos itself. That's forbidden. You're not supposed to do such a thing. You can't, and that's the basic rule. You can't go to the edge to get a head start to do something that you can't do now. However. Uh, if you just want to go there to the edge because you want to guard your stuff after Shabbos, that's okay. Let's say you want to get to your field right away after Shabbos. You want to be able to guard it. So guarding fruit is not something that's also to do on Shabbos into itself as long as it would be within the Tchum. So therefore, you can go right to the edge of Tchum so that you can get a head start to do that on Shabbos. And once you're doing it in order to do it for, for a much reason, then it may be Paris Biyadu. Then when you come in, you come back in, you can even bring fruit. Since the reason why you were the reason why you were going to the edge wasn't in order to do something that's forbidden. The reason you were going to the edge was to uh, get a head start on the guarding. So then even if it so ends up that you want to bring back fruit, which is something you couldn't have done on Shabbos, that's okay. So that's the basic rule of thumb. If you want to get a, go to the edge of the tchum, are you allowed to do that on Shabbos in order to get a head start for something after Shabbos or not? So we're saying the halacha depends. If you're doing it for the purpose of of an activity that's that's mutter to do on Shabbos, be'etzem, if it be within the tchum, like let's say guarding, guarding, um, guarding fruit, then it's mutter. But if you're doing it for the purpose of something that's forbidden on Shabbos, let's say like to, to chop a worker, to get a worker that you, to hire him, or to bring fruit back in, which you're not allowed to do. So those are things you can't be mashrochal atchum for such a thing. Okay, continues the 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 Mishnah. Um, if I'm allowed to instruct somebody to do it, then I'm also allowed to go to the boundary, to the border, to wait until Shabbos is over to do it. So it seems like he's going to be adding, the Gemara is going to analyze what, what exactly the Machlokas is. But he's saying there's no, he, there's no question that if you can tell somebody to do something during Shabbos, anything that's much around Shabbos itself, like let's say like guarding the fruit, then surely you can go to the, the boundary for, to do that for right after Shabbos. Abishol is going to say you can even do more. You can go 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 right to the boundary even for something that you cannot um, do on Shabbos, but for something that you can ask somebody else to do after Shabbos. And we'll have to see what his examples are, what he's referring to, what he's coming to add, what's the dispute. We'll see all of that in tomorrow's daf. So we'll, we'll be patient for that. So the basic rule is a Tanakhama saying you can be machshachal for anything you could fundamentally do on Shabbos, not be machshachal for anything that's fundamentally also on Shabbos. Abishol is making an additional point the details of which we have to wait for.
Okay, so the first thing that we learned, you can't hire workers. And we said, not only is it also for you to hire workers, but you can't even tell somebody else to hire the workers for you. So the Gemara asks, why would I think your friend is any different? Meaning, obviously, you can't tell your friend to do something that's also for you to do. You're, 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 gonna, you're being martial him. So why? what's the novelty of the Mishnah? So... So then the the the, the Gemara answers Amar Papa Chaver Nachri. The, the Mishnah meant a guy. A guy doesn't have these Surah Shabbos. You, of course, you can't be Mashal your friend, another Yid, to do something that's awesome. But here, I'm not telling another Yid. I'm telling a guy. So maybe I could tell a guy to do something that's awesome for me on Shabbos. So the Gemara says that's also not a good habit. You know, for Rashi, Amir Lenachri Shos. Telling a guy to do something that's awesome for you on Shabbos is is Amir Lenachri. Right? There's a general issue. You're not allowed to tell a guy to do something you can't do. So what are you saying that we were trying to figure out? It says you can't hire workers, but, you, but and, and not only you, not only somebody else. We're trying to figure out what's the chiddush you can't do somebody else. If you're saying that that it's a guy, the Gemara is saying you're getting us nowhere because we know you're not allowed to tell a guy to do something that's forbidden. By the way, this is a black and white Gemara that you're not allowed to tell a guy to do something that's only derabbanan because hiring a worker is not a, not a real malachas on it. It's a and alpha pekin. The Gemara is saying it's not even a novelty. It's not even a chiddush that you shouldn't be able to tell a guy to do that because the bottom line is is that it's amir lenachri. So my answer is El Amar if you You could really say the mission means telling a Jew. But what does it mean? I of course you can't tell a Jew to hire workers for you. Harkamashman is telling you it's coming for the implication. You're right. The din of the Mishnah itself is not a khidish. The reason the Mishnah said it was to get to the following implication. The A person can't say he can't say with his verbally go make workers. If you could say to his friend, maybe we'll see if you want to join me tonight. Now that he doesn't say black and white, I'm hiring you. He says less explicitly. He says maybe maybe we'll see if you want to join me tonight. And then from the context, he figures it out. It's a nice hint that he wants him to work for him, but he's not saying it as explicitly. And the mission is coming to say that that's okay because the only restriction in hiring workers is when you're hiring them with direct language of instructions. But whenever you're hiring them just implicitly, that is okay. Mastisin mani, and that's so. Notice we're coming out. The Mishnah said something that wasn't a chiddush for the inference because the inference is a big chiddush. The inference is is that you're allowed to do it as long as you're not saying explicitly. Says the Gemara, Mastisin mani, and whose view is our Mishnah that you're allowed to do it if it's not explicit? You can't say to your friend, maybe you'll see if you want to join me tonight. You're not according to the Tanakhama. Even just hinting is not allowed. However, it's not true. A person could say to his friend, maybe we'll see if you want to join me tonight. As long as you're hinting about him working, you're not you're not saying it explicitly now, it's okay, um, even though you're doing it on Shabbos. What's the reason? What's this? Why would we say such a thing? Where do we get this idea that there's a difference between instructing and hinting? Say if it says in the Pasuk, there's the restriction from the Pasuk of Yeshaya, Mimso Daber Daber. It says on Shabbos, you have to. A person has to refrain from business things and from speaking words. So since it says next to the business, speaking words, so we learn up, Dibor Aser, only specific speech is Aser. Here are mutter, but thinking about business is mutter. So if thinking about business is mutter and only speech is Aser, so we say that it all depends. Once that concept is true, then it all depends upon how explicit the language is. If it's explicit language, hiring instructions, that's forbidden. But as long as it's only general hints of such a thing, then that's not considered to be a problem. So that's why the Gemara is saying, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha has a source you can hint, and the Gemara is in fact ruling like him, and our Mishnah is following him. That's why the Mishnah is saying, you can't hire workers or tell someone else to do it, and we're supposed to uh, learn from there by way of implication that it's okay uh, to hint to, 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 to a worker if he wants to continue to work. Okay, so the basic idea that we were just saying is that there's a difference between speech and thought. So you're not allowed to speak about business on Chavez, but you're allowed, you are allowed to think about it on Chavez. So the premise is that speech 
and that speech and thought are considered two different categories. So the Gemara asks, We have a question to Rav. really say that speech is Aser, but thinking is Mutter. So saying such an idea shows that thinking is not tantamount to speaking. They're under two different categories. Says the Gemara, a person is allowed to think and learning. It's always mutter to think and learning, except in a place like a bathroom. Why? Because since you're not allowed to say Torah there, you're also not allowed to think and learning. So what do we see? We see that even though the Torah only specifically, we're going to see, talks about um, learning Torah, saying the Torah in the bathhouse, but we prohibit even thinking in Torah. So what do we see? We see that here is kidibor, that thinking is like speaking. So so to here, if it's usher to hire a worker on Shabbos, it should be usher to, th- or to talk in business about business on Shabbos, it should be usher to think about it as well. So the whole thing doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, no, shiny, awesome. It's different in the case of the bathroom, thinking in Torah there, because the, the, the Torah goes on to say that there's a mitzvah, that the camp, which is your place, it should be holy. And it's not, meaning it's not about whether you're saying it or you're not saying it. It doesn't say speech. It's not about, it's not a din in speaking that we should try to figure out, oh, I'm not speaking, I'm, I'm only thinking. The Torah says that the machana has to be kaddish. So if somebody is thinking and learning in a dirty place, so the machana is not kaddish. It's not, it's not a din about speech. Whereas here where the Torah specifically says, the Torah specifically says, um, the Torah specifically says speech, so then, then in fact, uh, hera would be mutter. Okay, and uh, Rashi does elaborate here is that this idea of the is that Jews uh, inside of the camp are always thinking about Torah. Rashi says a very interesting Rashi, and that's why you're not allowed to you're not allowed to have the bathroom be like in the camp. You have to go outside because it's inevitable for the Jews. You know, now we're thinking about Torah. So interesting idea. So the Gemara is saying it's not here. It's Kedibor Dami. We really we don't say here is Kedibor. Thinking is not is not tantamount to saying. And whenever it's a din in speech, you're allowed to think it, like what we're saying here on Shabbos. And the din with the bathroom is something else entirely uh, because of Ha'imach and Achikadosh. So the Gemara says, but there's another pasuk that says ervas davar in terms of the lalacha. So ervas davar sounds like it's only speech that's a problem. So, so, and yet we're still saying that thinking is also also in the bathhouse. Says the Gemara, who me by the way you No, that's a different thing. Let's say you're not in a dirty place. Right, there's stam, there's nakedness near you, right? Let's say there's a guy who's standing naked, you're not allowed to say Shema there. So that's not a din, that's another halacha, not because the place is dirty, but because of the nakedness that's there. And that din of nakedness, and achanami, that's only a din of speech. And there would be mutter to think, it would only be usher to speak. But the other din of kadosh, which is a separate halacha completely, that 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 in a bathroom has to be has to be holy, so then you're not even allowed to think because there the Torah didn't speak about um talking at all. Okay, says the Gemara, Stam, a question. Why did, with this other halacha that we're saying, that even if it's a clean place, but if there's some nakedness that's there, then you're not allowed to say words of Torah, but you could think them. Why do we spe- specify that a guy is naked? A, a, what, a Jew's nakedness is not a nakedness? It should also be a problem. So the Gemara says, Lomi Bay, Kamar. If you were saying it is a Lomi Bay, Lomi Bay, you saw the Asr. You're right. For sure, for a Jew, a Jew's nakedness is a problem because that's nakedness. So it's like, you're not allowed to say Torah there. But if it's a case of a guy, it says about Gayim that their flesh is like the flesh of donkeys. The Gayim are compared to animals. So I would say that it doesn't have a din of nakedness. Nakedness is of human skin. So maybe I would say that the Gayim skin is considered like the skin of donkeys and it shouldn't be a problem of the So that's why he informed us. Review that informed us. That's not the Allah. You can't say Shema in front of anyone. Who's naked, even if it's not a Jew? Says the Gemara, "How do we talk and know that's not the halacha?" 
maybe a guy's nakedness is like an animal's and it's not a problem. So the Gemara says, I'm recording. It says by by Shechem, this pasuk, we're talking about by by when 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 Noach Noach got drunk and and, and his sons his son saw him. So the pasuk the pasuk does say that Ervas Aviyam Lo Ro. So we see that it's referred to with the shame of Erva. So since you see that it's referred to with the shame of Erva, so then it makes sense that we're saying even for Gaim it has a problem, a din of Erva. Okay, so that ends with where we are in the Gemara. Basically, we're saying whenever the Torah says Dibor Dibor is also here is Mutter, that's true for Shabbos. It's also true for the din of saying Shema in front of nakedness that is only Dibor. And then there's another halacha about being in a clean place, not thinking in Torah, or it's not a din in Dibor, it's just a din in Kedusha. And there we say even thinking is a problem. All right. So now the Gemara moves on. We are saying the Torah says, Mimsa Chatzacha, you're not allowed to, you have to refrain from business. We're saying even speaking about business is also. So now the Gemara comes up with like the opposite challenge. The Gemara says, Dibor me, Azar, is it true? That Dibor is a problem. In other words, it's pursuing business in Isra even when you're just talking about it. A person can make calculations for for shops. What does that mean? You could say, how much money do you need to go buy something of a mitzvah? You could talk about going, let's say, buying tefillin. A person needs to buy tefillin for a mitzvah. But they can talk about, you know, how much is the price? What's going on? As long as it's for a mitzvah, it's okay. You could talk about giving stokah on shalos. You could definitely talk about saving lives. You could talk about anything that's that the public needs on shalos. You could go to the shuls to like you know make like a, a, a town meeting. If it's you can do it on shalos. Some very similar You can go to all sorts of public places. With a goyimar, the fakechlis kerabim b'shabbos to attend to Jewish communal needs. Sometimes Rebbe Nachman b'shabbos, he knows the arts b'shabbos more. You can arrange shidduchim on Shabbos. Atenuim b'lam this day for you can you can arrange for for a boy to go to school. You can you know set him up in a school on Shabbos or lamdo umnos and and have someone arrange for him to learn to learn a craft. All these things are permitted on Shabbos. So what do we see? All these things, like the Gemara is saying, should be a problem of mimsal chafsacha. Shouldn't they be? You're all pursuing business, pursuing money, pursuing all these things, and we're still we're saying that it's mutter. Why is that okay? Must be the Gemara is assuming that dibor is not a problem of mimsal chafsacha. That just speaking alone, speaking alone is not a problem of mimsal chafsacha, unless there was more than just speech, unless it was like some sort of like action, action together as well. So the Gemara's kasha is now coming the other way. Why do we say mimsal chafsacha is a problem if you're just speaking? So the Gemara says, no, really speech is also, really speech is included in Mimsa Chatzacha. You want to know why it's why it's okay for all the cases we just said? It says pursuing the business and speaking. It's only for you. The business of Hashem is okay. So really speech is also. We're just saying that these things are mutter because they're for a mitzvah. So if it's not for a mitzvah, speech, so, so what's the halacha? Speech is also. As we mentioned, here is mutter, but speech is also. But when it's for a mitzvah, there we're mako. When it's four mitzvah or mekel and all the things that we mentioned before, like the mitzvah and the tzedakah and the shidduchim and, and setting up the kid and preferred craft, all these things are related to mitzvah and that's why they are permitted. Okay, continues the Gemara. When you're talking about something that, that malach, which means like, what does it matter to you? Um, malach, like, what's it to you? The point is that there's not a practical situation. There's just people are speaking like in conversation, not from someone who actually needs to know, but you know, Oh, by the way, like how much would such a house cost over here? Like it's nothing to do specifically with like your practical needs in front of you right now. So it doesn't have a din of Chavetzecha Asurim because it's not actually pertinent to you in business. So that's mutter to talk about on Shabbos. Once the Shabbos, you can talk about that. happened or that's going to happen. 
Um, also, the Chashbonah, you're not allowed to calculate on Shabbos. But if it's something that's just random, what's it to you? What is it? So that's okay. Um, you can't talk about anything in the past or the future. Um, if it's if it's something that if it's something that that's relevant, but if it's something that's not relevant, it's just conversation. It's okay. Now, obviously, it sounds like a little bit of contradiction because, I mean, if you're talking about something that happened, how is that relevant, right? So the Gemara is going to deal with that problem. We're, we're going to look at this right away. All right. So this Brisa said that even though we're saying things that aren't relevant are okay to talk about, but things of the past are awesome. So the Gemara says, Raminu, look at the, the, this Brisa. It says, You can make calculations that aren't practical, but you can't make calculations that are needed. Like if you need to know how much it is to do X, Y, and Z, you can't make that cheshman. Keta, give us examples. person can say this from I spent this much money to hire workers on this field. I spent so and so many amount of dinners on this on this um, dira, on this place where I live. That you could say, because you're just saying how much you how much you spent. He's not allowed to say, I spent so much and I'm going to spend so much more. In other words, here the person needs to know the amount of money he still has to spend, so he's not allowed to talk about it because that's about the future. So anyways, this price is saying you're allowed to talk about how much money you spent in the past. Here he said how much money he bought the house for. So isn't it a steer? The first price that seems to say that you're not allowed to talk about cheshbonas that are even the past. Let's say a guy bought a house. He can't say how much he bought the house for. And the second price that we seem to be saying that you're allowed to talk about the past. The only thing that it's also to talk about is 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 if they have something for the future. So it's a steer. So the Gemara says, you're asking this kasha between two prices. The first price itself is a problem. Kasha for the first price itself is a steer. On the one hand, it says that it's also to talk about past business. And on the other hand, it says that if it's if it's not practical, you're allowed to talk about it. So it's a stira. What is the halacha? Are you allowed to talk about practical things or things that aren't practical or not? So my answer is, when we say things that happen, it means it may have been about the past, but you still haven't paid the people yet. So things that pass doesn't mean you've already done it. It means a project of the past, but you still have to pay for it. So since the person speaking to has to still know how much he paid his workers, you can't talk about it. But if it's something that had the lake, where it's not, you know, you already paid them and it's, it's a done deal and everything's done, then it, then it's totally irrelevant. It's not under any practical level on Chavez. Then there, in fact, the halacha is that you are allowed to talk about it. So that's the, the conclusion of the Gemara. You're allowed to talk about anything as long as there's no practical relevance. Whenever there's practical relevance, that's when you're not allowed to talk about it. Okay, continues the Gemara. We said you're not allowed to go right to the border, the boundary of the Tchum, in order to hire workers right after Shabbos. And that was the rule. Anything that you can't do on Shabbos, you can't go right to the border of the Tchum to be able to get to do right after Shabbos ends. So the Gemara says, Tana Rabbana, we learned it in the Bible. There was once a story with a big chassid. There was a hole that was made a, that got into his fence on Shabbos. And he sat on Shabbos to, put the, to, put, to, to, to fence it up, to, to close up the breach. Now, he obviously was a chassid. He wasn't planning on being Lachal Shabbos. He had forgotten momentarily about the fact that it was Shabbos. But then he realizes, how could I think such a thing? It was Shabbos. Of course I can't do that. And then, of course, he didn't do it, right? That's for sure. But forget about the fact he didn't do it on Shabbos. He never did it. He always left it that it should be like a zechah for his sin. And a miracle happened. A special caper tree grew right there in the breach. And the breach, you might remember the caper tree from Brachos. It's got all different types of parts that grow out of it. So it became a livelihood for everybody. It was almost like a sign from Hashem that Hashem loved him for, loved this idea that he wasn't closing up the... Um, the hole in the fence, and uh, and and Hashem rewarded him accordingly.
Okay, continues the Gemara. A person is allowed to say to his friend, I'm going to go tomorrow to this place. Now, why is he allowed to say that? He's not allowed to go there today because there's an issue of Tom. There's an issue of Tom to travel to another city. You can't go more than 2,000 amas from beyond your beyond your, your city limits. So uh, ostensibly, it should be also to say that I'm going to go to this city tomorrow because, because you're talking about something that's also today. So the Gemara is saying you're still allowed to do that. Why? Because if there would be huts, holich, you'd be able to go. So this have to know a little bit of Arabic here. You can't go more than 2,000 amas beyond the city limits, but the whole city is one big thing. So let's say you have some little hut that's a little bit right right outside the city limits. So the little hut is viewed as an extension of the city, as long as it's within 70 and two-thirds ama of the, the city. So then the hut is viewed as an extension of the city. So you don't start measuring the tum until the end of the hut. Now, imagine the scenario. From one hut, then there was another hut that was within 72 third amas of it. So then you wouldn't start counting to the second hut, and so on and so forth. So theoretically, as long as you have built up huts all the way from one city to the next city, then you wouldn't have any tchum issue from walking from one city to the next. The only problem is when the city ends, you have to measure 2,000 amas until the next city. But as long as someone would hypothetically build these borginen all the way up within 72 thirds amas of each other, from one city to the next, then there wouldn't be any issue, any tum issue from traveling from, from one city to the next. So the Gemara is saying, even if that's not the case, and there are not Borgenin, and there really is an Isra tum to go, but since if hypothetically there would have been Borgenin, then it would be okay to travel from one city to the next, then it's, you're not talking about something that's at some Osir. You're not talking about a Malacha when I say I'm going to travel from one city to the next. You're talking about something that's Mutter. Baharaya, if there would be huts, it would be okay. It happens circumstantially that there's no huts, and therefore it is forbidden. It's a tremendous condition in the Gemara. You can't talk about doing a Malacha, but if I talk about something that has a way that it wouldn't be a Malacha, even though right now there is no such way, it's still permitted to talk about that way on Shabbos. So the Gemara asked, and now we learned in our Mishnah, in Mashiach and Atchum, let's go polim lobby pairs. You're not allowed to go wait by the by the boundary to go hire workers right after Shabbos or to bring produce. Why? Because since you can't do them on Shabbos, you're not allowed to be Mashiach and Atchum to do it right afterwards. So Bishon, let's go polim. It's understandable for going to hire workers if Shabbos on Masiagir. On Shabbos, there's no way you're allowed to hire workers. That's for sure, also on Shabbos. So therefore, you're not allowed to be Mashiach and Atchum for that. El lobby pairs, but in regard to bring produce. So, 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 so we're assuming that it's, it's, it's also to carry in the produce. So since there's no way to do it on Shabbos, you can't be mashachal atchum. But says the Gemara Kasha, lema, why don't we say, shem yesha mechitzos, maybe. Since if hypothetically there would be mechitzos that were built and there were walls, so there wouldn't be any issue of hotzot to transfer in the fruits from in here into in, inside. So therefore, theoretically, it's not, we're not talking about a malacha. See, even though now that there are no walls and it actually is forbidden, but it shouldn't be that we're talking about a malacha. Elamai, we don't say that. We don't say what would be hypothetically. We work with what's in now. And what's, what we work with what's now is that it's a malacha. It's a malacha to carry in the fruit. So it's a kasha on what we just learned from the concept of borginin. So the Gemara says, no, Mishkach is a phrase We can say that the fruits are attached to the ground. So it's not an issue. It's not just an issue of hotzah, of transferring them, transferring them in. It's also an issue of cutting. And since there's no way to get it in, so therefore, um, that's why you're not on the national Says the Gemara taught Raboshi, but Raboshi taught in the Bryson examples of this concept of illustrations of Kevin Rikash. You're not allowed to wait right at the boundary to bring in some straw there are different types of straw, uh, tevin, tevin and kash. So, so Bishlam Akash, if you're talking about kash, you could say it was already attached, it was attached to the ground. Because kash, we're talking about the stalk that's attached to the ground after you harvest it. I guess the word would be like stubble. So that would be kotzer. So you could say that's why you're talking about something that there's no, not even a hypothetical way of doing it in a mutter way on Shabbos. And since there's not even a hypothetical mutter way of doing it on Shabbos, so that's why 
that's why it's forbidden. That's why you can't um, you can't be mashal chalatzon for that. Ella tevin. If you're talking about just stam straw, which which definitely which by definition just a random straw that's lying around is already off the ground. So what's the issue of being mashal chalatzon? If it's not a problem, if you you were saying that snar, theoretically someone could could build mechitzas. So therefore, there's no way that it's it's it that that it's always always going to be also to bring in straw. So even if circumstantially it is, you should still be allowed to be mashal chalatzon since there is a theoretical way. Since there is a theoretical way for you to um, to bring them in, so the Gemara says, "Besidna sire." We're talking about straw that smells really bad, so it's muksa. So since it's not designated for usage at all, it's really bad smell. And because of muksa, so there's no way for you to bring it in. So since because of muksa, there's no way for you to bring it in. So then it would be offered to be mashal chalatzom because again, that's the rule. Anything that you can't do, you're not the mashal chalatzom. Anything that you could do, you could be mashal chalatzom. So what if I could do it theoretically, but I can't do it practically? So that we're saying really, it's okay. It has to be something which even theoretically, I don't have a way of doing it. That's all part of Shmuel's Chiddush. Says the Gemara again, let's try to ask Kashas and Shmuel. It says you're allowed to be mashal of special things for mitzvahs, like iske kala, iske amets, for the, to attend to the, to the needs of a bride or for a funeral. These are things where you'll have special kulos that even though normally the Rabbanan say you're not only mashal for these things you're allowed to because of the Tzorach mitzvah. So, so we see so we can make an inference. It's only because it's a mitzvah that it's okay, but if it would be a random a random need, it wouldn't be mutter. So let's try to figure out if it would be a need similar to that of a bride, just it wouldn't be a mitzvah. So what would that be like? Let's say like cutting down a myrtle branch. They used to always have hadassim. That was the common practice. They would bring to the chuppah and, uh, and they would dance with the hadassim. So cutting down a hadas is also on job. So you could say some, an activity like that, which is not even theoretically mutter, generally you're not allowed to be mashal chalatzon for such a thing. But for a mitzvah, it would be okay. Elamez, but what, what what kind of funeral needs? What do we need for the dead person? What an example of that? It's just carrying things, carrying a coffin, shrouds for the person. And yeah, we're only mutter to do that because it's a mitzvah. It's only mutter to do that because we're, it's a mitzvah bearing the deceased, but not for a regular ordinary need. You wouldn't be allowed to be mashal chalatzon, let's say, to carry somebody to carry him in a garment after Shabbos. So why am I lame shimisha machitos? Maybe why don't we say since if hypothetically there would be machitos, you would be allowed to carry. So you're not being mashachalatum to do something that's also because you're being mashachalatum to do something which theoretically would be allowed as long as there would be machitos. So we see not like Shmuel, we see that we don't work with the theoretical. We work with what's in front of us right now. And since in front of us right now, there's no there's no mutter way to bring it in, so then we view that as being masha for something that's awesome. So my answer is no. Even for the dead the dead person, you could find a way. We're talking about it. You have to cut a cloak. So if you have to cut a cloak for him, you have to cut it the right way, to the right size. So that's always also on Shabbos. There's no, there's not even, that's not even mutter in any theoretical case. So since that's not mutter, even in any theoretical case, that's why it's a problem. But in Hanami, whenever there would be a way that theoretically you could do it on Shabbos, then it wouldn't be a problem to be mashuk ala tom according to Shmuel. So the Gemara has defended Shmuel's theory. Shmuel's theory is that it's mutter to talk about something which is also practically but would have been mutter theoretically. And the same thing from being mashuk ala tom, this issue of going close to the border, to do something that's also on Shabbos. If there's a way that hypothetically it would be allowed to be done on Shabbos, then you could be mashuk ala tom for such a thing. And we have to establish all these cases of the prices of things which were not even theoretically possible to be done on Shabbos. Okay, so then we mentioned Avam Ashichin. You're allowed to wait right before the right at the end of Shabbos to, to go guard your field because guarding a field is something which Be'etzem is mutter on Shabbos. It had it been like within the Tlum. So that's why you're being Mashachal Tlum to guard the fruits. So the Gemara has a question. Avakavdullah Avdul. 
And, and oh, and then the Mishnah added that once you're doing that, you can even pluck produce. You're allowed to do that as well. Because since that wasn't my intent, once I'm there, I'm allowed to also bring back fruit. Why not? So the Gemara has a kasha. It's that this guy is plucking produce uh, right after Shabbos, even though he hasn't made Abdullah. What's the problem with that? There's an iser to do your needs before you make Abdullah. Your person is not allowed to... Um, He's not allowed to do any of his needs before he has recited Abdullah. So, so to here, how is he being busy? How is he being busy with um, with plucking things in the field, which is his needs after Shabbos before he's made Abdullah? When you're not allowed to take care of your needs before Abdullah. So maybe you're going to say he dabbins. And he said during Jemona Asri, he said, So that's Abdullah. So he did Abdullah already. So since he did Abdullah already, so then he would be allowed to take care of his needs. But it's a kasha. That's not good enough. If you make Abdullah during Shemona Asri, it's not enough. You still you still have to make Abdullah a kos. There's two separate things. There's Abdullah Batfila and there's Abdullah Bakos. It's not enough. So the so, 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 so maybe you'll say that he, he did do Abdullah Kos. But the Gemara says that's, that's implausible. You think there was a cup of wine there in the field? So what the Gemara is saying is that it's implausible to think such a thing. There probably there probably was not a cup of wine that was there in the field. So then that means he didn't make Abdallah Kos. And there's a din. If you don't make Abdallah, you're not allowed to tend to your personal needs. So so then how is this guy plucking fr- uh, fruits and vegetables from the field when he was being How do we understand this? So the Gemara says, We're talking about where the wine pressing season. So there was wine in the field. Really, you can't do your knees before you make Abdallah Kos. But it happens to be that there was wine out in the field. And uh, it was great. Everything worked out. He was able to make Abdullah in the field. In the West, we would say this after Shabbos. We would just say the words, and just simply saying, we would tend to our needs. So meaning, you could do this, even though you haven't done the formal Havdala Alakos, but the Gemara is saying that as long as you just say, that's okay, and now you're able to attend to your needs. So it, you don't have to say that the guy made Abdullah already. You could say that they just said, and he was allowed to, to attend to the needs. Now, of course, the Gemara doesn't mean that there's no din to say, to, the Gemara does not mean that there's no din to uh, say Havdalah Kos. There's a mitzvah to say Havdalah Kos. You have to chiyuv Havdalah. But the Gemara is saying this is so that a person is not allowed to do their needs before Havdalah. Or initially, we thought that that means before you yoyt say Havdalah Kos. The Gemara is saying, oh, no, as long as you do that that, that formula, you say that formula of Havdalah and Kodesh you'd be allowed to. And that could be the case in the, in, in the Mishnah with the guy plucking his produce from the fruit, even though he didn't make Havdalah Kos. Says the Gemara. He would say that form of and then he would go chop wood. So we see that such a thing is okay. That even though you don't make form of dollar coast, just was saying you'd be allowed to move on to your personal personal needs.